0: But I just think that the team itself is, it's just really special, the program in general. And I'm, I'm really going to miss just sitting in the locker room with a lot of them.
1: That was University of Notre Dame forward in Wilmington, Mass native Olivia Wingate. And she's the guest on today's episode of New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast.
2: Welcome to New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast the podcast for serious soccer players and their supporters to help further their development and navigate their way throughout their soccer careers. And now, here's your host, Matt Langoni. Welcome
1: to another episode of New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast. Today, I'll be joined by University of Notre Dame forward, Olivia Wingate. Happy New Year, Olivia. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thank you, Matt. Happy New Year to you, too.
1: Thank you. Big, uh, big doings for you next week is the NWSL draft and you're, you're registered for the draft and we're, we're going to get into that obviously, but just kind of recap the, the 2022 season for you at Notre Dame and, and, and how everything went for you
0: yeah the twenty twenty two season was definitely all that I had ever dreamed of coming to Notre Dame. You want to have a season like that, and I think that it was a it was a long time coming, and we really deserved it. Our coaches deserved it. The team deserved it and it was such a great season for all of us. I think that everything just came together in the end, and we had a, amazing personnel on the field as well as obviously in our coaches who formulated game plans and we just went out and executed and for me specifically also, I thought that I was able to he gave me a little bit of freedom up top and I was able to just do what what I love to do and and go and I, I thought that I had a fantastic season and gained a lot of confidence over last season as well and coming into this season I knew that I wanted to have the season that I that I had and yeah it was just awesome.
1: Now obviously your college career you had to go through COVID and 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 all of that this was a grad year for you what was the whole college experience for you at Notre Dame and just going through that midway through your college career and and rebounding from that and then having great individual performance, great team performance. What was the whole experience like for you?
0: Yeah, overall, I have loved my experience at Notre Dame. I can't speak. I, I only have good things to say about it. And I think that during COVID, it was a rocky time for a lot of us. And Obviously having to go home and kind of train on your own for a long time was tough. And especially when you were, you didn't have a lot of access to facilities anymore. Um, I know that I would try and go to Yentile down the street and they had it closed off. People <coughs> couldn't go. So I was training in my driveway and, but I think that everybody made the most of it. And I think our team made the most of it. And we came back and, and I think we came back in a fantastic place and. Just kind of took off after that, and everybody at that point was kind of had a new perspective on on coming back and training with the team. I think that a lot of us were very very grateful and kind of saw how life is without being without being with the team all the time, without having that that schedule. And so I think coming back, it was great for everybody.
1: The the team had a great postseason run in the NCAA tournament. You ended up losing to to North Carolina, which lost in the national championship match, but what was the whole NCAA tourney run like for you guys, the, that whole experience going deep into the tournament? And, and just what's that thrill of playing in the in the NCAA tournament like?
0: The NCAA tournament is always, it's what everybody looks forward to at the end of the year. And I think that we put ourselves in a fantastic position this year. We had the one seed. And so we got to have those games at home, which was a really big advantage, especially being at in Indiana in the cold, having that snow. I think it was a little shocking. The teams Santa Clara had to come and play us and we had just shoveled snow off the field. So that was great to be able to sleep in our own beds and have that, have that, that experience of being at home. And I think that going through the tournament, I, we were just super energized and the tournament is unpredictable. I mean, any teams can come in and beat anybody. It's always a battle. Every game is going to be hard and you have to fight to win every game. And so a lot of us were really, our sights were set on winning the national championship. And we knew that we could do it based on our season. We, we had beaten great teams throughout the season. We said, this is our goal. This is what we're going for. And unfortunately with UNC, it was, they're a fantastic team. They made it to the, they lost in the final and it's always hard against them. They scouted us good and they took away a couple options. And and I think that we had our chances. We just didn't put them away. We had them on their heels in the last 20 minutes, but unfortunately sometimes things don't go your way. So. But I think that overall we had a fantastic run. It was amazing.
1: Now I've I've been out to Notre Dame for a football game before and it's it's an awesome place to I think everybody should visit the campus. It's it's just a really cool place and the the yeah. football stadium's a great venue. What's the coolest part of being a student athlete in Notre Dame or just being a student in Notre Dame?
0: I think the coolest part is the Just the, uh, the alumni network, like you said, I mean, the campus is phenomenal. It's a beautiful place The you get onto campus, the energy, you just, you can feel it. And of course the school is amazing professors, every, everybody, it's almost like a family. And I think that the alumni network also goes to show how much of the family connection Notre Dame is. I go everywhere. If I have a Notre Dame hat on, <laughs> somebody says go Irish. Somebody says go Irish. Right, Play it wherever I am, and I think that that's what makes it really special. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I see that a lot with a ton of other colleges and stuff. I just feel like the the widespread love for Notre Dame is immense.
1: Right. Where Where else were you looking coming out of high school? Was Notre Dame kind of always the the destination for you? Or did you have other other spots that you were considering?
0: I did have other spots that I was considering. I was considering staying home, close to home, BC, as well as I was looking at Penn State. Those were kind of the the top three that I had at the time. And I just, we went out to Notre Dame and that sealed the deal pretty much. Right.
1: <laughs> One of those deals that as soon as you visited, you knew that was the place for you?
0: Exactly. Awesome.
1: Yeah. What was the soccer upbringing like for you in Wilmington, Mass? Did, I know you played played at the high school. Who Who did you play your mm-hmm. club for growing up?
0: I played for fc stars of mass for most of my younger years on the ecl team under jason dewhurst brendan boats Mm -hmm. both of them coached me for a long time and yeah i loved the stars they were great
1: and at wilmington did you play for who's sue hendy over there yes great coach she's been there for a long time right kind of a legendary coach at wilmington
0: yeah she's been there for a long time
1: what what was that did you guys make any noise in the state tournament when you were wilmington
0: i believe i can't really remember, to be honest, that (laughs) I only played for two years, I believe. um, And we were always pretty dominant in the league. I think we won the league. We have won the league for a long time, even since then. But I think that we won the league both times and kind of got knocked out of the tournament a couple rounds in, I believe.
1: Right, right. You mentioned earlier that you got to play with a lot of freedom uh, this year and that that helped in your individual results and obviously your individual play. What does that mean for a soccer player when they when they can play free and they can kind of have that ability to be creative on the field? How much does that influence your game and kind of help you flourish on the field?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's immense to have that freedom and it really brings about a lot of confidence in a player. I think you're able to go out and not really think too hard about making mistakes and making this person happy, making making sure that you're doing X, Y, Z that they've been telling you to do and kind of being all stiff and, and rigid and just thinking about doing those things. And I think that being able to have that creativity, I mean, as a soccer player, you need to be creative and having that freedom to go and, and take risks and make your make different decisions and see where those lead, I think is super immense and growing as a player. And then also just in your, in your soccer journey in general.
1: Yeah. I've always thought like in sports, that's such a key thing. Like I have two young boys and I try to tell them like, don't be afraid to make mistakes because the minute a kid's terrified of making a mistake there, that all shuts down all their creativity, all their drive, Mm -hmm. all, all their all that just goes away. So it, 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 have you always been growing up? Were you always a player that wasn't afraid to make mistakes? Were you a creative player? Did you, Or did that something that came to you older, in, when you were older in life?
0: I think that I was always somebody who was who wanted to take risks and make mistakes and not be afraid to make mistakes. And even growing up, my coaches gave me a lot of freedom in doing that. I was, especially as a forward, you really have to be able to Take risks and take people on, and not be afraid of what's going to happen and what the outcome is. And whenever I I get the ball, I'm just going straight at the defender. I'm, I get the ball, I want to I want to go at somebody, and having that confidence and that freedom and that creativity to go and be like, yes, I'm going to go do this, and what comes about comes about. I think is really important.
1: Now, did you play basketball at all growing up, or anything like that, or you just play, just play soccer?
0: I played basketball for a little bit in my like yeah. middle school. I um, mean, you're, um, you,
1: you're about five seven. Home. You're five. Oh, you played hockey. Is
0: yeah, that what you yeah.
1: Now you're what five seven? Yes. Now, does that help? Were you strong in the air? Was that good with fifty-fifty balls? I mean, that's some. That, that's pretty solid height. Was that was that used to your advantage on the field?
0: Sometimes I think that I I am a tall player. I'm not necessarily the target in the air, right. but I think that I am. I I'm a strong player, and I do. I'm able to win a lot of 50s, But most of the time, that's not that's not exactly what our game plan is when they're looking at me sure. and getting in behind.
2: New England's soccer journals the goal will return after this. Hey, here's a great new idea in fundraising. Soccer Heads New England Comedy Fundraisers. This is better than a stand-up show. It's an event that your community will never forget. You'll get soccer themed comedy with Paul Nardeese, who has been on Conan O'Brien, and Nessin Comedy All Stars, along with Dave Radigan from serious Radio Comedy, and Jim Roberti. There will also be giveaways and all sorts of extras. Want to make money for your soccer club and have fun while doing it? Email the guys at SoccerHeadsNewEngland at gmail.com. That's SoccerHeadsNewEngland at gmail.com.
1: Are you serious about playing your sport in college? Do you need a flexible education that allows you to maintain your practice and competition schedules while also preparing you to succeed at the next level? You should check out the University of Nebraska High School. UNHS is accredited and offers more than 100 online courses, including NCAA-approved courses to protect your academic eligibility. Students could earn a UNHS diploma or take a single course for transfer credit. Courses are college prep, self-paced, and available 24-7, 365. Enroll anytime and take up to a year to complete a course. Visit highschool.nebraska.edu today.
2: Looking to keep up with all the latest news and information on New England soccer? New England Soccer Journal and anysoccerjournal.com are the premier resources for information and inspiration on the New England soccer scene, have every issue of New England Soccer Journal, the magazine, delivered to your home or office. And don't forget to stay in the game every day with a digital subscription to anysoccerjournal.com to receive soccer coverage on clubs, college commits, prep and high school, Division One, Two, and Three colleges, showcases, rankings, and so much more. Get in the game and behind the scenes now by going to anysoccerjournal.com. Just click on the subscribe button and start the subscription that is right for you today. New England Soccer Journal is a Siemens Media publication. Siemens Media. Inspiring. Informative. Insightful.
1: Let's talk about the the draft coming up. That's obviously exciting to be registered for the draft and kind of hope to hear your name called and yeah, cool. the draft will be a couple of days after we air this, this podcast. So yeah. what's, what's kind of your thought process going into that? Are you nervous? Are you excited? What's, what's the the mindset there?
0: I think a mix of both. I think I'm more excited than nervous, though. I think that it's just an amazing opportunity. I've dreamed about this since I was little. i going to Boston Breakers games all the time. Our our town teams would take us as with the teams and stuff. And I've always wanted to play pro and, and go and be in that league. And now having the opportunity to be registered and potentially be able to play is really promising. And, and I'm just really grateful to even have that opportunity. So I'm definitely more excited. I think obviously there's some nerves involved. There's a lot of great, great players that are registered and there's only 48 spots. But of course, you can always get picked through discovery and and invited in without getting drafted. So I'm not going to take it too, too hard if if it doesn't pan out the way that I want to, but I'm just going to keep pushing and and keep wanting to follow that dream regardless of how I get there.
1: Right. I was going to say, like, how thick does your skin have to be when you're trying to chase a, a pro career? Cause you're going to, a lot of times there are players who who will never hear no, and they'll just be drafted high and they'll have, they'll have a brilliant career, but there's some players yeah. who may hear no a couple times. They may have to work their way up. How prepared are you for that possible pathway?
0: I think that I'm, I'm very prepared and maybe a little bit more prepared than some other girls in this draft. I think that throughout my college career, I didn't I didn't get a ton of playing time my freshman and sophomore year. It was never like I stepped on campus and I was the starter and I was was just given that freedom to 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 play my game and had that all throughout my career. It was really hard to work up to where I was my grad year, my senior year, and some of my junior year. And it mostly took off after COVID. And it so I think that I'm very prepared because I kinda already went through that. I kinda already have that mentality of I just, I'm just here. I, I control what I control. The coach has who he puts on the field and and the coaches have who they pick in the draft. But I have control over my mindset, my work rate, how I'm going to take advantage of the opportunities that I'm given. And so I think that I'm very prepared in that sense.
1: Right. So that kind of almost formed maybe a, a chip on your shoulders, maybe too strong a way to put it. But you went through that adversity where you weren't handed that starting spot. So, you, that, Do you feel like it's almost better to have an experience like that, an adversity, like that where you have to kind of earn what's given to you?
0: I think it's super important. I think that it builds a lot of character and it also builds you into a, a, a different type of player and it gives you a different mindset and outlook where you're not putting all of your value into playing time. You're putting value into growing, into learning, into having that experience and, and keeping positive while you're doing that. A lot of players will shut down and become a little bit negative. Maybe they have negative body language, et cetera, when they're not getting the playing time that they want. But having that experience to go through and, and, and be able to push through and earn that, that spot that I ended up earning in my later years, I think is super important for anybody to go through and to face that kind of challenge and that kind of adversity.
1: Was there ever any doubt in your mind early on, maybe maybe pre-covid, did you ever like think like oh man, maybe this maybe this isn't the right spot, maybe I should transfer, maybe I should go somewhere else? Did that did that stuff ever creep in your head?
0: Definitely it did. And I talked with my parents a lot about it and we decided that it's we believed in me and believed in what I could do and also my coaches did believe in me as well. It wasn't that they didn't believe in me at all. I I had a lot of belief from them. And they, I was just being pushed to kind of grow and to kind of develop into this player that I am today. And so I'm really grateful that I had that push and that I chose, to, I decided to stay and and take on that challenge and take on that adversity because I wouldn't have wanted to do it anywhere else. I mean, I loved Notre Dame. I didn't, I didn't want to go right. anywhere else.
1: Yeah, that's great. I mean, that, I think that's great. I think that's inspiring for, for players to hear because sometimes the, the, Your urge when things go wrong, or to like, okay, let's get out of here, let's try something new. But that—that's, I think, that's a great lesson to stay where you were. What did you do? I mean, you mentioned you kind of took off as a player post-COVID in college. What what did you do during that COVID time? Was there something that you really worked on during that time, or was there something that you worked on over the summers leading into the next season? How did you take off as a player?
0: Yeah, I think that I uh, during my COVID time, you had a lot of downtime. You were stuck at home a lot, so I was just—I went outside a lot. And just had the ball out in my driveway with the wall. and I think that that really helped me because I remember coming in after Covid, and my assistant coach at the time had really praised me on how good my touches had become and how well I was having i was I was having my first touch, how good my passes were, et cetera. And just my technical ability, I think elevated my game that that much more. As well as I was I was always out running around the circles, right. staying fit and doing what I could in that regard. Um, but yeah, I just think that having the ball against the wall was definitely a huge jump in my game and just getting more technical.
1: Now for the draft, do they have, is there any sort of pre-draft showcase they have or is it mainly just kind of based on the film they have of you as players and what they saw out of you in college?
0: Yeah, it's mainly just the, the film that they have. We register They've probably been watching for a little bit they, and they'll get in contact with coaches and see who's having the ideas about entering the draft. So they kind of watch. And then you also, during the, the registration, you'll add in some highlight videos and stuff like that. So, and that's about it. They don't really have any showcases. Or right. Anything.
1: W- when you're compiling those, those highlight videos, what do you, what do you hope to display about you as a player? I mean, what's like the main thing that you feel like you can bring to the table at the next level?
0: Yeah, for me personally, I think it's my speed and, and how I'm able to get in behind. I think that me getting in behind, being on the back line, being on the back shoulder, pressuring the defense, how quick I can close down and just being clinical and finishing as well and getting into really dangerous spots that maybe some other players are, aren't able to get to, I think is what sets me apart.
1: What's kind of your, how would you describe your on-field demeanor? Are you, are you intense on the field? Are you pretty, do you keep it light? Are you vocal? What's, what's your personality?
0: I get pretty intense, I'd say <laughs> I'm pretty locked in. I try to keep it light. Of course, I practice and stuff and you want to uh, always keep a positive demeanor. And when you're, especially as an older person on the team, but I think that I was very intense. I was locked in all the time. <laughs> so I'm
1: Was there a, was there like pregame music you listened to before every match or did something to get you, get you kind of in that zone?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I was I was sometimes on the aux in the locker room. So I had yeah. to cater to a lot of different people. <laughs> and maybe some people didn't like my necessarily what I would like to get pumped up with. <laughs> right. So I tried to throw in a couple different things for everybody there and let people choose what they wanted to listen to. But a lot of rap and a lot of rock. I like yeah. rock music to get pumped up. But.
1: Awesome. What, what will you do? So draft day is what? It's, the, it's January 12th, right? I believe. Yeah. So th- yeah. uh, Thursday night. What, what, what do you... What will that day be like? What will you do all day? How will you kind of kill the time before the draft starts?
0: Yeah, well, i fly in that morning, so that should hopefully kill <laughs> a little bit of time. And then I'll get there and my family will be there. And I i don't know how I'm gonna kill the time, to be honest. <laughs> I think I'm probably just gonna sit there and be, be on edge the whole day right. until the event kind of comes at six. So I'll try and calm myself down as best I can, but I'll probably be pretty amped up. <laughs>
1: I imagine you you must have some friends who are in a similar boat. I mean, players you've met, whether they be from New England or Massachusetts or, or just fellow college players, what we think you'd be texting with them. Have you guys talked about the draft to each other? Stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I have a couple of my teammates are also going to the draft, Bree and Z. So I'll see them there as well as my coaching staff will be there and. I have friends from all over different, different colleges and stuff. And a lot of them who are my age are now entering the draft. And so it's going to be really exciting. It's going to be like a, a kind of a big reunion to see a lot of them. So, yeah.
1: What are you going to miss most about Notre Dame? I mean, you've kind of, we've talked about how special that place was, but, but what are you going to miss most about Playing there and just the the atmosphere of the the university.
0: Yeah, it's hard to say one thing. I I mean, I just love that place so much. It's really hard to even think that I might not well that I'm not going to be going back there for for next semester. You know, only be back there for a couple days to move my stuff out. So, and that's really hard. But I just think that the team itself is it's just really special. The program in general, and I'm I'm really gonna miss just sitting in the locker room with a lot of them, doing homework, doing mundane things, doing stuff. For classes and whatnot, and alumni fields, I'll definitely miss. That field is phenomenal.
1: <laughs> it's,
0: per, it's perfect grass. The, they really manage it well. And yeah. also just the the people and everything else that comes with Notre Dame, I think that the education is phenomenal. And right. the people that you meet really want you to succeed and are really always helping, helping hands and lending hands and, and want to see you do the, the best that you can. So I, I'm going to miss that as well.
1: What did you major in?
0: I majored in science business in my undergrad.
1: Nice. So it's it's hard to think like ten years down the line or whatever, but what's like the the, the best way for you to like spend your next five to ten years? What do you I mean, obviously pro soccer, but like what what do you kinda hope to do over the next ten to fifteen years, we'll say?
0: Yeah. I've always been super interested in like in sports and in kind of maybe going to, more towards the PT route. I love athletic training and, and physical therapy. I've I've gone through a good share of it and I think staying in, in the athletics world and kind of also within sports medicine I think would be really cool so potentially there's a potential for me to go back to school for physical therapy or something like that and hopefully be able to t- have a career in that as well.
1: well. Congrats on a, on a terrific college career. It was obviously at, at a, at a tremendous program. You, you did you. a lot of great things and, and best of luck in the draft. I'm sure we'll, we'll be talking to you going forward, but uh, best of luck on everything.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Matt.
1: Absolutely. Thanks again to Olivia Wingate for joining the podcast. I'm Matt Langoni. Thanks for listening. New England Soccer Journal's The Goal Podcast is produced by David Yaz and is a Siemens Media production.